the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Happy Friday to you. Happy light of night to you. Kath, good to see you as well. Y'all lit it's, up? It's light up night? Tonight's light up night. I didn't know it was light up night. How's traffic out there, I wonder? It's not bad. Okay. Yeah, I just I arrived here not too long ago. It wasn't bad at all. Well, I would imagine that traffic's going to be thick and heavy because always there's throngs of people because... You know what it is. It's that time of year. Oh, gosh. Most wonderful time of the year. With the I mean, I think it's a little early. Uh, apparently, it's not. It's never too early for Christmas. Mike. Thanksgiving's next week. So, isn't the day after Thanksgiving the day that it's the most wonderful time of the year? Well, because it's light up night, I think it's the most wonderful time of the year a little early. That's all we're saying. Right? Have you been to Light Up Night? Because it's a festive. Never a single time. I'm shocked by that. Never. Never. Really? No, listen, that sounds so unfun to me. No, it's fun. No, it sounds so unfun. Do you know why? What is that? Because it's freezing cold. Yeah. Because it's dark. And because there's no place to park. In addition to the... Uh, wait, <laughs> you sound like someone from wait, the suburbs. Wait, in addition to there being like thousands of people. There were plenty of people. Yeah, there, so it sure. never, I mean, it's, I don't really? know, it's never. Well, have you been there? Oh, yes. Uh, several times, really? actually, yeah. Um, it's festive. But it you don't, you the Mike, have you ever spirit. been there? I've never. Wait. No, I've never. never. Okay, see, Mike, Guys, I haven't been how there. How can you call yourself Pittsburghers if you're not part of the fabric I, I, of the I, life of the city? I don't know. It just, I mean, I love being in the city. I just don't, I, with all the thousands and thousands of people, maybe I don't want to be really? in the city. Remember the the horns Christmas tree? Oh, I love that. Of course, it's still there. It is. It's 7 o'clock tonight. They light the tree in a grand flourish. Then there's rooftop fireworks and a laser show. Later on this evening, the uh, PPG. A laser show? Yeah. Because you know why? Because Christmas always makes me think of lasers. Of course it does. <laughs> then the, later cool. on, the uh, PPG Plaza, you know, where you go ice skating. I we, love that. Have you ice skated? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not a good ice skater, but I've Doesn't certainly matter. watched a lot of people's ice skate there. It's lovely. It's so much fun to ice skate. It sure is. It I mean, Mike's a hockey PPG player, sport. so I mean. Oh, that's right. That's Mike, right. he gets some moves, dude. Oh, yeah. Are you taking Dr. J? Is he on uh, skates yet? Yes. Uh, he's getting ice skates for Christmas. Very oh, nice. is he really? Yes, he is. Excellent. I'm super pumped for him. At, That's wonderful. At, oh, what, yes. How many? Is he 18 months? He's two and a half. Oh, heck. They're, I, I thought yeah. he was eight, just 18 months. Get it together, I've John. My Wait. apologies to you and Dr. J. Two and a half. <laughs> He'll be on skates soon, won't he? Oh, yeah. That's super cool. Okay, so what does this mean for you tonight? Will you be leaving here directly after the show and heading downtown? Actually, I won't be. I'll be headed to Grove City College. To pick up my boy. Oh. Well, I guess that's a good excuse, That's Mike. an excellent excuse, yeah. But really, I mean, soon the roadway should be clogged. People headed downtown for all the festivities. Christmas carolers wandering around. And none of the three of us will be there. No, we won't be. That's all right. a shame. All okay, right. well, I mean, I think it's exciting for all the people who are planning on going, who want to get into the, I don't Yuletide know, Yuletide season. spirit. Yeah. We, we went down. Uh, this It's been a long time since I've been there. It was, it's was it been so long. I believe the Kaufman's was still open. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're actually picking on me for never going <laughs> no, to light up night. And the last time you were there, Edgar Kaufman himself was greeting you. <laughs> no, my kids were really little, and so we went down right. with a, another couple of our, a couple of friends yeah. of ours and their kids, mm-hmm. and which we makes went and saw me Santa. think that that was at least 15 years ago. Oh. I'm sh- well, well, let me see. Yeah, it's at least 15 uh-huh. years ago. That's what I thought. But that's what you can do when you have little kids is you go out and do these little things. Now that you're older, you don't have to do that stuff. I mean, I never felt like I had to do it when I had little kids. So. No, I never did. So what sort of Christmas traditions do you have? Well, all of our Christmas traditions center around actual Christmas. I mean, well, first of all, I, you know, I bake like a kajillion cookies, like way too many cookies for any family to really eat. I've been the recipient of those. Yeah. So I, I give them keep, to you because then baking. I think, why did I keep on, why did I do that? And then of course the whole Polish, you know, Christmas Eve thing is a really big deal. Right. But as far as these sort of like march the forward. Up, well, I like to go down to PPG to the Winter Garden. Very nice. I like to go to the um, to Market Square. Mm-hmm. For oh, the, the, um, what do they call that? I forget what they call it. It's like the Christmas market. Yeah. I think I've done that every year for the last five years. And you've bought? I always, yes, I always try to buy something. Right. Support it's the not, local. You know, it, you, it's, not, um, it's, it's not a bargain. Let's put it that way. No, it's not a bargain. Because you're buying local artisan exactly. crafts. So you're not, so looking, you're not looking, for looking for a bargain. Something you're, lo- you're looking for something special, right? Exactly. One so of a kind. I always like to do that. Um, I al- I used to like to eat at Poros, if you remember, and look out at the <laughs> I do skaters, remember. except that it's not Poros anymore. I remember. It's, I think it's still empty, isn't it? No, I think, I don't know. Okay. It's too depressing for me to walk by yeah, because, I've, because I miss it so much. I mean, anyway, so to- I liked, and I also like to hit the uh, winter flower show at Phipps. Hmm. Okay, so that's very much Christmasy traditions you yeah, have. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't feel badly about myself until you brought up the whole thing about light up night. Now I feel like I have not. No, don't let me influence your, you know, psychological health on the air. Sadly, based <laughs> on that based on our joint working environment, you do affect me whether you want to or not. <laughs> Alrighty, such is life. Hey, listen, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Andy Masick is with us from the Heinz History Center. Uh, we love History Andy, Senator. Senator. Yes, sorry. Heinz History Center. And Andy's got some great insights, always some stories as about well. About Light Up Night? Well, not about Light Up Night, okay. but about the origins of the city around Christmas time for sure. Oh, fantastic. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Light Up Night edition. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the ha- happiest season. 101.5 WORD. Have you ever observed a woman preparing for her wedding? She's consumed by thoughts of her beloved. Did you know that the church is to be like an engaged woman? Because when Christ returns, we will be presented as his bride. What does that mean in our daily lives and how should we act and what should we be doing to prepare for our big day? Well, Dr. McGee discusses these issues in his study of Ephesians. And that's where we are this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, 
It's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Since 1984, Basket of Pittsburgh has been sending gifts all over the country that embody the spirit of Pittsburgh. Classy, sophisticated, creative, our gifts are sure to impress. We support local companies. Don't settle for overpriced national gift baskets and the fancy packaging tricks. Basket of Pittsburgh offers full-size products from our favorite Pittsburgh brands. Every Basket of Pittsburgh gift purchase comes with a sincere intention and a desire to impress the recipient. We understand our role in this process and take it very seriously. Whether it's a birthday gift for Grandma Marie in Florida, a sports gift for your favorite black and gold fan, or a professional gesture for a corporate client, we are your destination for the very best gifts. From 1 to 500 gifts, local delivery or ship nationally. We've been named one of the top gift companies in the country. Order online at basketofpittsburgh.com. That's basketofpittsburgh.com. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for being with us today. This is the, uh, the Light Up Night Show. We're mm-hmm. lit up in here. We sure are. For various reasons. Andy Masick joins us on a regular basis. Andy is the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. Uh, Center. Second time I've done that. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> rescue me from myself. How are you today, sir? Well, you know, it is the Senator John Hines History Center. Thank you. So it's altogether fitting that it's the History Senator. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thank you so much for that. Good. So, Andy, you're here today to talk to us about the first Thanksgiving in the city of Pittsburgh. I'm surprised that, that anyone could even mark that date and say this was the first one. Is that possible? It, it is kind of remarkable that we can. Uh, most people associate Thanksgiving with 1621 and the pilgrims in Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, having a feast with their Indian friends and allies, uh, maybe consuming venison and turkey. Uh, but we do know the date of the first Thanksgiving in Pittsburgh because it was right after uh, the British captured Fort Duquesne from the French. Uh, it was in November of 1758. 260 years ago, and it was on November 26th that General John Forbes, who had ridden in with George Washington and found the smoldering ruins of Fort Duquesne at the point, uh, he said, we should proclaim a day of public thanksgiving, and there will be a feast, and uh, that meant the hunters had to go out and work overtime uh, hunting turkeys and bringing in more deer because they had 5,000 soldiers clustered around this little wooden fort uh, that the French called Fort Duquesne. But it was November 26, 
1758, and Reverend Charles Beatty conducted the very first Thanksgiving service in Pittsburgh, and those soldiers all gathered around, and General George, or not General uh, George Washington, but uh, young Major uh, George Washington was there in attendance as the soldiers all gathered around for the service and uh, the sermon before they uh, enjoyed their Thanksgiving feast. How do we know this, Andy? It is well documented, is in it? fact, Kathy. Uh, General Forbes's officers uh, were all in attendance. George Washington was in attendance. They made notes in their journals wow. about this. And I think that they realized that something important had happened. Uh, here, the strategic forks of the Ohio, where the Monongahela and the Allegheny uh, came together and turned into the Ohio River, they had the British had finally captured this prize that was the gateway to the West, and uh, they they really they had marched hundreds and hundreds of miles. Uh, they had fought battles to get here, and so there was a great sense of relief and accomplishment. And so it was appropriate to uh, mark the day with Thanksgiving. But that didn't make it a permanent holiday. Uh, it wasn't until after the Battle of Gettysburg in 1863 that Abraham Lincoln proclaimed Thanksgiving Day as a national holiday on the last Thursday of the month of November. Uh, that's how it, how it all started. But then there was controversy. Controversy about Thanksgiving? Yeah. Who would think that there'd be controversy about Thanksgiving? But in 1939, during the Depression, uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt was concerned that the that Thanksgiving, uh, the last Thursday of the month, was actually the fifth Thursday of the month in 1939. And he was worried that the retailers wouldn't have a long enough mm. holiday shopping mm. season so he passed by presidential proclamation uh, a law saying that uh, we're going to do it on the second to the last Thursday of November. And now critics came out of the woodwork and they say, what? You're changing the rules that Abraham Lincoln set up. What, what do you think? This is going to be called Franksgiving. Uh, and so... Uh, the people of America were confused, and some celebrated it on the uh, last Thursday that year, and some celebrated it on the second to the last Thursday. About 32 states went with the president. 16 states refused to change, and for so for two years, um, half of America uh, celebrated on one day and half another. What? So, okay, so yeah. w when was unification, so to speak? Unification came, I'm glad you asked, Kathy. Unification came in 1941 when the House of Representatives passed a joint resolution declaring the last Thursday in November to be legal uh, Thanksgiving, but then the Senate balked, they refused to sign it, and they changed it to the fourth Thursday of the month. Everyone said, come on, guys, can't we all just get along? And they decided that that would be the permanent day. And that's what it is today. The fourth Thursday of uh, November is now Thanksgiving. So this is not the first generation where Democrats and Republicans could not decide on something. I'll tell you, the blue states and the red states were duking it out over Thanksgiving. 
giving for Pete's sake in, in those days. Uh, I'm not sure if we've if we've grown or learned uh, much since then. No, but uh, we're still at each other's throat. There's nothing sacred. So, Andy, so you, well, go back then, because Thursday, Thursday, November 26, 1789, a day of Thanksgiving, um, and then it was followed up by General Forbes, who made November 26, seventeen fifty eight, a day of Thanksgiving, and so those dates were kind of subject to being set pretty much, but then the politicians messed with it, messed with things, but it finally coalesced somewhere generally in the same area, yeah? Yeah. You know, uh, in in the old days, uh, kings and generals, people in uh, positions of authority, could declare a day of Thanksgiving. It often came after a battle or after a great achievement or after a great harvest. Uh, so it was not uncommon uh, for days of Thanksgiving, general Thanksgiving or public Thanksgiving to be declared. But it really wasn't until uh, Abraham Lincoln in 1863 after Gettysburg, which was, you know, 50,000 casualties. And it seemed like the very fabric of America would be torn asunder uh, that they finally said, you know, we ought to do this every year. We ought to show thanks every November. Uh, and then we just bickered over, you know, which uh, week in November and finally sorted it all out by 1941. Wonderful. Andy Masick is with us. He's the president and the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. So, Andy, what's happening at the History Center we should be aware of? Because Kath and I were there recently. We loved it. Where we saw the Apollo 11 command module. Destination Moon has been up and running for some time. Uh, it's a very exciting oh, exhibition. And we, we, went to the, uh, we went to the talk by the author of First Man. I'm That's right. Forgetting Jim, his name. Jim, tell, uh, tell me his Hanson. name. Jim Hansen is not only the author of First Man, but he was the co-producer of the Ryan Gosling movie, which just recently came out. Wasn't he terrific? He sure was. It was a great night, Andy. Oh, I, I really loved hearing those, you know, very personal stories about uh, um, those, those astronauts who were the rock stars of the Apollo space program. Um, I, I loved hearing that, uh, that Buzz Aldrin... Uh, was called Buzz because his uh, little sister, when he was growing up, couldn't say brother and had to say buzzer. <laughs> and so they called him Buzz. Uh, and and all those stories about um, Neil Armstrong, who in some cases seemed like he had ice in his veins. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was so cool under pressure, uh, landing that lunar landing module on the moon with only 30 seconds of fuel left. But when you when you come to the uh, exhibit, as you guys did, and see the actual Apollo 11 uh, command module with its it. scorched hull uh, from coming screaming back through the Earth's atmosphere, 3,000 degrees hot, uh, it glowed red as it, it plummeted through the Earth's atmosphere. When you see that it's the real deal, the, the vehicle that went to the moon with those uh, dauntless uh, astronauts it just it makes the hair on the back of your mm-hmm. neck stand up and makes you proud to be an american it really does i mean what a wonderful exhibition we were just thrilled to walk around and see so many incredible sights but there's something about that command module when you think about all that technology all the men and women who gave their absolute and best and it looks like nothing like you you, you can't believe yeah. that that could possibly be substantial enough to do what it did yeah 
Yeah, and, and to hold three men in there, crammed in that uh, little compartment. Uh, well, I'm going to give a talk here on December 27th, which happens to be my 40th wedding anniversary. But Congratulations. I'm, yeah, Debbie says it's okay. I can come to work that night, <laughs> December 27th. Uh, it's actually 3 p.m. We can still go out for dinner later. And uh, I'm going to give a talk called How Pittsburgh Put a Man on the Moon. And I'll tell about the 400,000 Americans who worked on the Apollo uh, program. But I'll tell you all those little stories about the Pittsburgh people and companies that really made it possible for us to go to the moon. Wow. Wow, that's fabulous. Coming up December 27th, 3 p.m. That's at the Heinz right History Center, the Andy? Heinz History okay. Center. Yep, it's right here. Now, tonight, of course, there's all kinds of uh, activity downtown. And, uh, you know, they've been doing light-up nights since uh, 1959. Uh, the, uh, the Golden Triangle was turned on, and uh, it was uh, just uh, that Christmas spirit. If, uh, if you have any older listener, listeners, uh, you, you, they might remember what it was like downtown as uh, Kaufman's and uh, the other department stores uh, decorated their windows with mechanical displays, uh, elves uh, jumping up and down, Santa Claus, uh, things from the Wizard of Oz. Uh, each year, the themes changed, and people lined up yeah. for around the block. Uh, the little kids would be all dressed up by their parents. And even if it was snowing, people, the men were wearing their fedoras, the uh, ladies in their uh, hats, and they stood there patiently in line for their glimpse of those fabulous windows at Fifth and Forbes. Fabulous. And so, Andy, the Heinz History Center has pieces of those windows. They still survive, don't they? They do. Uh, now, we're not exhibiting all the windows uh, this year. We are going to have Santa Claus uh, visit us uh, this year. But because of the Destination Moon exhibit, the Apollo 11 exhibit, we've used our main gallery for that, for the Smithsonian show. But Santa Claus is going to come December 8th through 16th, um, uh, 11 to 2 every day, December 8th through 16th here at the History Center. And uh, and this is the same. Well, this Santa Claus is direct from the North Pole. I mean, he's the real deal. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, it's the Heinz History Center. We would expect nothing oh, yeah. less, Andy. Thank you. We're all about authenticity. Very nice. Yeah. Andy, thanks an awful lot. You're always a great storyteller. Always a pleasure to hear what uh, was going on at the History Center and how it intersects with what's happening today in the city of Pittsburgh. Andy Masick from the Heinz History Center. Listen, make this part of your holiday experience. Head on down to the History Center. It's just a wonderful evening, afternoon, whatever it is you want to do with your kids to wander around and see the past glories of the city. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. 
It's been a full day. The to-do list is done, the kids are in bed, the dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day, ah, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day, ah, for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Springhouse now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education in which solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a low right around 30 degrees. For tomorrow, we'll be staying considerably cloudy. High 41 tomorrow night. Mainly cloudy, the low again right around 30 degrees. And for Sunday, cloudy skies staying chilly with a rain or snow shower in some spots. The high for Sunday, 40 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. We are still, weeks after the attack at the Tree of Life Synagogue, still reeling here in western Pennsylvania of the horror of what happened. And then you double that with what happened last week in California, another mass murder. And you wonder sometimes, have we just lost our minds as a society? We are so upside down where the norm is, and especially for our children, the norm for them is mass murder. Well, there's been a response by the local church to do something to protect themselves. John Sikoyan is with us. John is um, he's a security expert and is part of the fourth annual Word FM Safety and Security Conference coming up November 29th, Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. And, John, unfortunately, we welcome you back, but we are always happy to see you. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing fine. Thank you. 
John, without going into details about what happened at the Tree of Life um, or what happened in Thousand Oaks, California over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, we processed the news of Tree of Life as civilians and, you know, we're shocked and unbelievably saddened by it. Um, tactically, though, I know you look at a situation like that differently. So can you talk about what these last two shootings have brought to mind for you? Exactly. It stresses the importance of reducing the risk by doing a risk threat vulnerability assessment, uh, whether it be a house of worship, a business, a corporation, or school, uh, to be able to limit access and to control visitors coming into a facility, uh, to be situationally aware of your environment no matter where you are, at a house of worship uh, or a mall or uh, at a bank or shopping establishment. I see. Joe, John, command excellence and action response training, this is your business. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, but I'm sure business has been uh, sort of upticking as more and more of these tragedies take place. Uh, unfortunately, yes, John. So as people who, Kath and I, our audience, new Mike here, we sit in the pews on a Sunday morning, and I believe that's our most vulnerable time of the week, where the last thing we want to think about is protection because we're in worship. But there are things that can be done for churches, even basic things, to ensure that the people who come to worship are in some ways safe. Yes? Uh, sure. I believe it's important to restrict access to our public uh, meetings and venues and houses of worship. Uh, your uh, internal security team, your ushers, your greeters uh, should be observant of the behaviors and know the overt observable behaviors of people that may come into a congregation with violent intentions uh, to be able to restrict their access to the facility and potentially be uh, removed from uh, from the mass of congregation to limit casualties. So those people are our first line of defense, you're saying? Exactly. They are. So, John, is that even possible? I mean, I know that there are many churches who resist the idea of having someone armed on the premises. I mean, I, I don't want to do that. I'm sure many places don't want to do it. But when we see what's happening, John, we feel like, you know, maybe this is the thing we have to do. Well, in our, our American culture, we have the freedom to choose if we want armed individuals into church or congregation. Uh, and there are liability risks associated with that because of the number of people in the facility. However, these folks that are observant do not necessarily have to be armed, but at least armed with the knowledge of what the observable behaviors are of people with violent intentions uh, by physical demeanor, the clothing, uh, the potential threat of having a weapon or causing harm to people in the uh, facility. I see. You can register right now for the fourth annual Word FM Safety and Security Conference at wordfm.com. You'll see the main, uh, the main page. At the very top of the page, there'll be a banner about the Safety and Security Conference. So, John, um, what is that like for people who are uh, at worship? And, you know, clearly you're talking to a Christian audience here, people who are in church on a regular basis. Um, the first line of defense are those, those people in the parking lot or the people who are the ushers at the church. Um, if they are not armed, is it just the ability to be super, what, secure and on the lookout for someone who may look not as part of the congregation, but at the same time, you also want to be warm and welcoming? 
Exactly. They are going to be warm and welcoming, but looking for unusual characteristics, uh, which we will review at the Safety and Security Conference uh, on November 29th. I see. Okay, so it's a matter of it doesn't mean that we have to become cold individuals who don't want to welcome outsiders to our church, right? That's that's the that's the the point we're trying to to get to is that we want to be welcoming while at the same time be aware. Exactly. Okay, we're talking to John Sequoy, and John's a director for First, Ta- First Tactical and is an executive board member of the FBI National Academy Associates Western Pennsylvania chapter. He's a retired police officer of 40 years with 25 years of command-level experience. He's the owner and founder of Command Excellence. We're talking about the upcoming fourth annual Word FM Safety and Security Conference. So, John, what's that like? You're, you're asking pastors, elders, anyone who's worried or concerned about safety and security, whether it's churches or schools, to join you. Uh, Exactly. We're uh, looking to do risk assessments to uh, help the pastors and uh, elders of church uh, groups to first assess their facility for safety and security reasons, to help them develop administrative guidelines and policies and procedures for their congregants and also ushers, greeters, security personnel uh, to make it a more difficult target, but welcoming uh, mm-hmm. to the outside world coming in uh, and also possibly to conduct a drill to be able to develop a mental map and a condition response of how people respond in a stressful environment. Uh, there are three responses. One is fight, one is flee, and the other is freeze. Unfortunately, because we're a spectator society, most people tend to freeze. And if they do, they'll become a victim to one of these events. I see. Well, John, we thank you for being with us and especially to hold the seminar. And we're so grateful for your work and to share that. We certainly need your expertise. Thanks for being with us here today. Thank you. John Sikoyan, he is the, the president, the founder of Command Excellence and Action Response Training. We would invite you to attend the fourth annual Word FM Safety and Security Conference, November 29th, Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Information and to register right now, wordfm.com. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10 31, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. It's the only way to live as a Christian is to always ask yourself, does this glorify God? Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 9 30 on 101.5 WORD. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. 
Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. With the holidays just around the corner, it's time for a sale here at Calusi Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tun Shilkin. On behalf of my friends at Calusi Chevrolet, this month, current GM lessees can save over $12,300 on select 2018 Silverado All-Star pickups in stock when financed through GM Financial. You can buy with confidence at Calusi Chevrolet. They've been serving Pittsburgh since 1918. Plus, they're easy to find online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Laurelville Camp and Retreat Center presents Fall. 600 glorious acres of turning leaves, quiet trails, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. For 75 years, believers have come to Laurelville to refresh, renew, and recharge. To experience their signature hospitality. From single-family cabins to hotel-style lodging for groups up to 450. All in nearby Mount Pleasant, PA. And with Seven Springs just 30 minutes away, now's a great time to book that winter ski retreat. Experience fall and retreat your way at laurelville.org. Hi, this is Tunch Ilkin on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meeting for the entire team at the mission, and it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today, I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org. Frederica Matthews Green is back with us in our regular monthly slot. We first met Frederica years ago when she wrote a book called The Jesus Prayer. Her latest book is uh, called Welcome to the Orthodox Church, an Introduction to Eastern Christianity. But, but Frederica, she's a, a writer, appears in a lot of different publications across the spectrum, also a film reviewer. But she always comes here and moves things with us and sort of muses on different things. And today's no different. Frederica, welcome back. How are you today? Hi, John. I'm always glad to be here. Our pleasure. Frederica, you moved recently, didn't you? Yes, we did. I am walking around my new house in Tennessee, which is half painted, half put together, no no flooring underfoot. I hope it's not too echoey, because there's not a lot of softness in this room to absorb sound. (laughs) Wow. Frederica, where did you move from? Yes, I was living right outside Baltimore, where my husband and I founded a little Orthodox church 25 years ago. Our 25th anniversary is next weekend. So he felt it was time to retire. He's 71, and uh, we moved down here, and our life has been upside down ever since. Wow. If you feel like opening boxes, I have a perfect opportunity. Oh, my, you poor thing. Oh, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm coming to Tennessee on Sunday, so maybe I'll come help you uh, get, oh, your, get your cutlery out. Very nice. <laughs> So, Frederica, last time you were with us, you, you talked about rote prayer. And from the Orthodox tradition, uh, people will say rote prayers just as a matter of course of part of their worship. But a, a lot of people, you know, evangelical Presbyterians or whomever, have trouble with rote prayer. Some people think it's cheating or not being fully engaged in a conversation or relationship with Christ. Um, we talked about that, and I, I think I the, used to think that until I met Frederica. Yeah, the general consensus was I think that it's a positive thing, and you changed Kathy's mind. 
Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I was able to. And for me, it was it was finding out in practice that when I, I always had my little prayer time every day with prayer and Bible study, I started adding little short breaks, little prayer pauses all through the day, where I would just repeat some classic historic prayers. And even though those prayer times were usually not very intense or anything, it helped. It helped me bring my mind before the Lord and bring every thought captive for Christ. It reminded me of the presence of God and its power. And bit by bit, all those little prayer pauses linked together so that I've, I've been able to actually feel the presence of God with me all the time. I, if I had had to make up brilliant, beautiful, spontaneous prayers every time, I think I might have let that habit go. It was knowing that there were written prayers that I could turn mm-hmm. to and just be faithful, just show up, just do what Christians have done for all these centuries. I love it. And it, it bore fruit. But the question you're asking now, then, is if we do, and I certainly have signed on to this, if we certainly do now see the beauty in rote prayers um, and accept that there are, there are different kinds of prayer, then talk about your thoughts about music. Yes, yes, that's something I was thinking about. Um, those who object to rote prayer usually say, well, it's not spontaneous, it's not sincere. And uh, the answer is, no, 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 it's not that you only do rote prayers. It's that you're praying in your heart to God all the time, pray without ceasing, and the rote prayers just kind of are like the clock ticking or chiming to remind you from time to time. After we talked about that, and I certainly have heard people object to rote prayers, I think I understand their objection, it occurred to me that people who object to rote prayers usually don't object to singing a song that they have sung before, or singing a Hmm. worship song that somebody else wrote. They don't expect to go to church and have the worship leaders make up spontaneous songs every time they start to sing. And it's it's obvious how fond you can become of a worship song, that it doesn't matter that you sang it last week. You love that song. You want to sing it again. I was wondering, and, and I mean this sincerely, not in a challenging way, why do we react differently to the things we say and the things we sing? A pastor many years ago said to me, people are willing to sing a, a, a line of theology in a hymn or a worship song that they would not say. And why do you think that is? I really don't mm-hmm. have an answer. Mm-hmm. It's just something I've been kind of turning over in my yeah. mind. I think maybe a good beat covers a host of sins. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. Like, you know, that, that's an interesting question, though. I think that sometimes when people approach music, it sometimes is the way they approach poetry, where there's like they, they all of a sudden make a little bit of a leap that there are um, – that maybe the rules don't apply, if you know what I mean, you know, and, and maybe yeah. there's more, there's a little more freedom there um, than there would otherwise be. But, you know, at the same time, I think you're, I think you're asking a very important question because one of the, um, one of the criticisms of modern worship music is that the words are too repetitive. And, you know, all you do is say the same thing over and over and over again. And yet, that is a staple of a lot of particularly con- contemporary evangelical worship services. Um, and, and that really is yeah, very similar. I right there. Um, I actually wrote a blog post once defending repetitive worship prayers. <laughs> Everybody seems to hate them, but 
for me, it's the same principle mm-hmm. as the Jesus prayer. That if you have to come up with something brilliant and spontaneous every time, mm-hmm. you just end up not praying or not singing as much. And there's a value in those repetitive prayers, even though they don't contain a lot of depth. Right. But you were going ahead. Sorry. I no, you didn't. Have that. You actually got to the exact point I was going to. I think... Um, I think that if we're looking for um, substance and beauty, um, we oftentimes turn to music or we turn to a great hymn of the faith. So if we were, if, if you know, I, I'm spontaneously up in front of the church, I'm not going to come up with um, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, right. my father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions. They fail not. I mean, I just that's. That's something that I, first of all, would never have enough skill to pen on my own anyway. But that's certainly nothing that's going to pop off the top of your head. But that song, because it's known by by so many millions of people, that make gets people into a different heart space when they sing it. I mean, I brought it up to John before the show, and what did you say? Oh, I, I just can't. I mean, I I love to sing that song, and I can't believe. When I'm standing in church and we're all singing that song together, the power of that. I mean, it's just, isn't it gorgeous? Yeah, that's true. That's another thing that songs do is they bind everyone together. You know, they mm-hmm. can make a hundred, a thousand voices. People feel as one in the presence of the Lord. Right. And we're, so, and in some ways, and I feel this because uh, music is part of what I do um, as a living, but we honor the skill of the musician who wrote the song, because that's not something that's attainable to the average person. I can't go out and write Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Um, but someone penned those words and put it together with that song, and that's someone who musically was of a certain level and of a certain depth where they understood their craft well enough to put that together, and it has blessed many people. We don't often look at rote prayers that way. No, I think that's really true. And um, I I think we could turn it around one more time and picture um, what if the church you went to, they were trying to make up spontaneous songs every single time they, they sing. And how would you react to that even emotionally? What would be the social feeling of that? I think it would be very awkward. Mm-hmm. And you would feel obliged to smile and nod and clap and act like, oh, this is great. And <laughs> you would be kind of cringing inside and you would sense how really shallow it was compared to the possibilities of great music. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that people who have been steeped in liturgical worship sometimes feel when they go to churches where, it's, where all the praying is spontaneous. Mm-hmm. It feels like it just doesn't go very deep, but as if there is a social obligation to keep smiling and nodding and saying how great it is. The contrast between how you feel obliged to act in that context and how you feel when you're driving home afterwards, um, that can feel like quite a gap. And I think that's one of the dissatisfactions people sometimes feel with more free-form worship. It just doesn't seem to go deep enough, but the requirement to look as if you're enjoying it, it feels phony and makes people uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, but there's something, whether it's William Shakespeare and how his words have survived these many thousands of years, hundreds of years, or... Even today, there was someone we were talking about, people who do spoken word. Mm-hmm. Poetry. And, yeah, spoken word poetry. And there's something about, you know, the force and the, oh my and the power of and, the word within that. And the way that they have learned to craft language. Yes, and I think that's what it is, right? That the rote prayer is, 
the highest ideals mm-hmm. of the crafting of language. That there's an art form there yeah. that you could compare to to Shakespeare or to Van Gogh or to any beautiful classical piece of artwork. Right. I mean, one, that's why it exists. One of my favorite prayer books is the Valley of Vision, right? Which is a collection of Puritan prayers. They, oh. the way they, ex- the way they express oh, themselves mm-hmm. is just transcendent. It is. And you, I need that as part of my outlook. I just, I cannot craft that on my own. I can't create that. I can't even get to that place on my own. So there's the aspect of it that when we give an offering to God, we want it to be the very best that we can give. But there's another aspect, which is as you're using written prayers that are brilliant, beautiful, and profound, it teaches you how to pray spontaneously as well. That when you're not looking at a prayer book, when you're just speaking out of your heart to the Lord, the theology of those brilliant prayers is soaked into you, and those brilliant songs. Yes. Um, it is addressed to God, but of course it, we also learn something. They teach us how to pray. They teach us theology. That's really good. Frederica, it's always a pleasure. Um, my, my prayer is once you and your husband are done unpacking, you uh, stand in your living room and, um, and dance the Tennessee Waltz. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is, in fact, I could sing the entire Tennessee Waltz right now. Very nice. I remember it from dancing school when I was eight. Is that so Patty thanks. Page, I believe? a wonderful thing to look forward to. Wow. Good, that's very good. That's not even as ambitious as I thought. She already knows the song. She's She's 50% of the way there. Excellent. Thanks, Frederica. You're the best. All right. Thank you. Our pleasure. Frederica Matthews Green, uh, several works of note. The Jesus Prayer, it's a terrific book, and her latest is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church, an Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Frederica Matthews Green. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, no negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. 
That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. This is Bible League International. Word FM listeners, we're so grateful that 5,000 Bibles have been sent so far in this campaign till the whole world knows. We're in the final week, and we're short of our goal of 7,000 Bibles. Why should you get involved? Hear from these believers from around the world. The need for a change is through the Word of God. It is so important for the Bible, the Word of God, to be made available in whatever languages that are needed by people. People now are very open to hear the Gospel. Whoever comes our way and is able to give us a Bible, it will be better than giving us food to eat. Will you prayerfully consider becoming a Bible sender to these brothers and sisters in need? Hey, we're grateful for 5,000 Bibles, but we're short of our goal of 7,000 Bibles, and we must wrap up this week. $5 $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20 Please be as generous as you can and call 844-YES-WORD. 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 Or give it wordfm.com. Tison, I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. Me too. I love the lights, the trees, the giant parades. I love the joy I feel around the holidays. I love the snow that falls and covers the earth. I love to sing songs of the Savior's birth. Can't wait for Christmas. Can't wait for Christmas. I mean, for better or worse, at least here in the city of Pittsburgh, it's the kickoff of the Christmas season because tonight is light-up night. We watched the lights lit just moments ago. We did. County Executive Rich Fitzgerald at the county courthouse lit the Christmas tree there. Now, of course, this evening at the PPG ice rink and then the, what what do they call the building? The Highmark building, I believe, which is, I call it the Horns building. I think it's the, oh, is it the Highmark building? I think so. I, well, or is it the Blue, it was, it was the Blue Cross Blue Shield building for a while. Uh, Perhaps it's been thing. renamed. Highmark, Blue Cross, hard, Blue Shield. It's hard to keep all that straight. I just miss horns. Exactly. Where's Gimbals? How about I've I been an ear? <laughs> Trip down memory lane. Now, did your parents take you downtown to see the windows? The Christmas I remember windows? doing that a couple times. Yeah. Um, I remember driving through more. I really loved the, Tree at Horns, which is now on what we think is the Highmark building. Right. Um, I remember the the windows were still in effect. There weren't as many of them, but the Kaufman's windows were still in effect when my kids were little oh, because yeah. I took them down there. Sure. They were a thing. So that's just – it's sad to me that that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, but I don't remember when it was – so Gimbel's had windows too and yes, they to all a, did? Yes, to a lesser degree. Okay. But they all three – I mean there were three major department stores downtown and they all had something. But Kaufman's was by far the leader. Right. They were mechanized. They were beautiful. Of course, that was the talking Christmas tree down at uh, – I would expect nothing less. Down at Gimbel's. And were you outside? <laughs> no, I was inside. Okay. The, I was in the toy department. Okay. Upstairs. Mm-hmm. Sixth floor. Mm-hmm. And how long did you do that? Just one year. Okay. From from Thanksgiving Day until Christmas Eve. You were the talking Christmas tree. When the store opened, I was sitting in my little box. And Mike, wouldn't you pay money for that video? Yes. yes. It was good. Absolutely. It was high. It was high comedy is what it was. Is and that right? Some pathos and ethos. I mean, it was, you know. Lot, you have to be well-rounded of, to be a talking Christmas well, tree. Well, it was a lot of little kids wanting to ask you questions. And sure. so you'd you know, sit, sit in that little box. Of course, they didn't know that I was in the box. <laughs> they thought you were the tree, of course. Right. And as I spoke, the tree was you know, vocally activated. So the, the light twinkled as I spoke. Just kind of goofed around. Did someone control the lights for you? or was No, this, no. It was no, like no. a remote thing. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, everybody. You know, 
The bad thing was that people would use you as a babysitter. <laughs> parents would walk away, so then you were stuck like with like you know the what same. What parent group of, leaves their kid with the talking Christmas tree? A lot of parents did. A lot. I mean, of was parents. it okay that I said that? I feel like it had to be said. No, it was fun. It was really a good thing. Really, it was one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> wow. Well, again, I, I'm sure you were excellent at it, and it I'm fine. sure you enriched the Christmas life of many children. Uh, maybe so. Hey, uh, speaking of enriching uh, lives. We're going to have open phones in just a couple minutes. That's right. To tell the truth, ask John and Kathy anything. And we mean anything. 800-320-8255. About the show, about us personally. I mean, I shudder to think. Phone lines are open now. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says the White House is writing up rules and regulations for how reporters should act. After a judge ordered the administration to restore credentials for CNN reporter Jim Acosta, the president said he supports total freedom of the press, but he says people have to behave. You have to act with respect. You're in the White House. The president says the White House is writing up rules and regulations for reporters, and if they don't listen, he says, we'll end up back in court and we'll win. Greg Clugston, the White House. About 2,000 Central American migrants have already reached the Mexican border city of Tijuana, with U.S. border inspectors processing only about 100 asylum claims a day at the main border crossing with San Diego. Prospects grew that migrants would be stuck waiting in Tijuana for months. On Wall Street, the Dow by 124 points. The Nasdaq dropped 11. The S&P up by 6. This is SRN News. It's the holiday sales event at Ford. It's a big deal, and we're busy making preparations to get you the best deals of the year. Because unlike Santa's presents, ours don't just magically appear. At Ford, ours are built in real factories, where pickup trucks come with best-in-class towing and payload, where SUVs are built with available features like terrain management and driver-assist technologies, and where every bolt, stitch, and line of code is tested and tested again. But you don't have to write Santa a letter to get these presents. Naughty or nice, just come see your Ford dealer during our holiday sales event for our best offers of the year. Ford, built for the holidays. Built Ford Proud. Best in class towing and payload when properly configured. Classes light duty pickups under 8,500 pounds GVWR based on Ford segmentation. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meeting for the entire team at the mission, and it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today, I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today. This Christmas, the tradition continues with Bill Gaither and the Gaither Christmas Homecoming Tour with special guests, the Neelands, Charlotte Ritchie, Kevin Williams, and Mark Lowry. 6 p.m. Saturday night, December 1st at the First Summit Arena in Johnstown. Tickets available now at 800-745-3000, the First Summit Arena box office, or at Gaither.com. Produced by Fill the Gap Concerts. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list. 
From annual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories, lift kits, weather tech floor liners, tonneau covers, electronics, wheels and accessories, and more. Heard of Drone Mobile? Use your smartphone to control, secure, and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world. Don't know what to get? Get a gift card. For an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts, visit Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville at ExtremeTruck.net. It's me, the kid who sang, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yeah, I grew up, got my teeth. Turns out, not super impressive. What I really should have sang was, all I want for Christmas is to go to Fun for All Family Fun Park's Holiday Lights Mini Golf. They turn 36 holes of award-winning miniature golf into a Holiday Lights extravaganza like no other. From 5 to 10 p.m. November 16th through January 2nd, it's the most fantastic way to have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Still got it. Learn more at funforall.com backslash holiday lights. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a low right around 30 degrees. For tomorrow, we'll be staying considerably cloudy. High 41 tomorrow night. Mainly cloudy, the low again right around 30 degrees. And for Sunday, cloudy skies staying chilly with a rain or snow shower in some spots. The high for Sunday, 40 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the uh, Friday edition. Good to be with you. Kath, good to see you as well. Happy to be here, John. Thank you. I'm super excited about light-up night. Yep. <laughs> That's not true. No, no. I mean, I am. I just have never gone. But, I mean, right. I, I sure think it's a really great idea. Well, this might be the first year you skedaddle on down to the PPG uh Skating rink? I mean, I don't think I'm going to go to the uh, PPG skating rink. All right. I mean, only because, only because I have not skated in a long time. And I was never a good ice skater. I spent a lot of time roller skating. Did you, though? I did. I spent a lot of time roller skating. Why can't you do one if you can do the other? I don't know. I mean, you just get used to one. I'm sure if I was a really good roller skater, I could probably ice skate. But, you know, I spent a lot of time doing it. It doesn't mean I was good at it. Right. I was also, like, 15. Yeah, I would be a little leery of getting on ice skates right now. Oh, you? oh, for sure. Like whenever I've taken my kids ice skating, you see the guys with the um, they hold the cone now, the red cone. Have you seen that? Oh no! What does that mean? Don't crash into me because I don't know what no, I'm doing. No, they're like sort of using it to steady themselves. Oh, it's good. Like a parking cone. Great. I could. That would be a great idea. It's sort of embarrassing. Well, it's embarrassing. But listen, are you going to skate or not? I mean, I've decided well, not to, and so I don't need the cone. Exactly. So, how about whenever you like? Remember, you, you would ice skate and you would fall. This is me, and then you would fall into a puddle. <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, that's insult to injury. Horrible. Just right. or you like li- laying on the ground, flailing around, and then you're all wet. Right. Right. That's a real problem. Yeah. My mom would say, "Go get some hot chocolate. That'll make you feel better." I don't think so. I don't think it will make me feel better. No, actually, really no, 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 I think it could make it significantly worse. I think just so. thinking about the whole thing. Hey, welcome to the show today. What time is it? Oh, I didn't... I know. Oh, my gosh. Please. I didn't want to bring it up. I feel like I need to be the person to tell you, John. Tell me what? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. Five minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon, at least in this corner of the world. Truly, all is right and well. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Absolutely. Very, very nice. So we're opening up an hour that is... um, that is in alternate ways uh, joy producing and in alternate ways fear producing. Why is that? Well, it's the John and Kathy theme song <laughs> for 
Give us a call. <laughs> Ask us anything. It's no. To tell the truth, John. Oh, That's the name of the segment. <laughs> it's called To Tell the Truth. It is To Tell the Truth. Hi, See, I'm your host, he mocks me. It's weird, like us talking to us there. Right. <laughs> kind of hear yourself in there. You kind of go, what's going on? That was super weird. Okay, so our phone lines are open at 800 320 8255. I'll say it once more. 800-320-8255. We've done this segment from time to time. Right. We try to do it every three months or so, but the lo- but we, we keep forgetting. Right. <laughs> Which is what big time radio is all about. Yeah. Right. Mike, we have to blame you. What's that? We, because what? we keep on forgetting. You're the producer. You're supposed to remind us. So get on the ball then, my friend. No, I did remind you. Oh, that's right. You just totally forgot. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's no. an advanced age Got a bit sort of amnesia. Of right. Mm-hmm. He's probably right about that. Sorry. My apologies. All right. All right. So this is an hour we set aside that you can call us and ask us anything. Anything. So if you have questions about... The World Almanac, trigonometry, the State of the Union. Not really. <laughs> right. Probably none of those no, things. No, none of those, none of those things. things. But... More- but if it's if it's anything about the show, anything about our guests, or you know information about New Mike, uh, you know stuff you want to know about John or me oh, or whatever, we'd be happy to answer your questions. Yeah. So give us a call at eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Also, you can, you can reach us by Twitter mm-hmm. or on Facebook. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Twitter is Kathy underscore Word FM or John underscore Word. Okay, FM. basic questions like you know what's your favorite movie? What book are you reading right now? When was the last good meal you had? How about a favorite restaurant? Uh, why is Mike uh, so difficult often? Mm-hmm. All those different things. You may have uh, heard us on the air. talking about? He's so difficult. Isn't he? He it's really like a, is. It's really. a lot to keep up with. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's Mike. I think Mike is probably the most pleasant person I know. I think he is. Really? Truly. I mean, it would be hard to come up with a so scenario pl- where you could like exchange, you know, harsh words with Mike. Oh, no. I, I think I could invent one pretty quick. I oh, mean, yeah. Me being me. But I'm just saying. Not me, Mike. No, I mean... Not you, Gath. Of course not. No, 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 no. John, on the other hand... Look, Mike, there's someone calling right now. Would you pick that up, please? Uh, Maybe later. Come on, Mike. 800-320-82. See, that's why why you get all hot and bothered. Mm -hmm, For sure. Mike and our energy sort of runs contrary to each other. Mm -hmm. My apologies. But you and Mike. Yeah. I thought you meant you and me. No, no. You and I are fine. It's Mike and I. We bump heads there. Uh I love the guy. It's hard when the three of our energies... uh, Coalesce. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, direct message on Twitter. As I said, Kathy underscore Word FM, John underscore Word FM. Okay. Our Facebook page is called The Ride Home with John and Kathy. It's a little much, though, isn't it? A little information overload. Remember the days when you just had like your home phone yes, number? Yes, I know. And that was about it. What was your home phone number when you were a kid? 412. Two, like, yeah, there wasn't a 412 no, then, right? 271 3120. Isn't that a good number? That's a really good number. 271 3120. That's my home phone number, Mike. That's uh, you want to reach a Don Don and Grace Hall or mm-hmm. one of the seven kids? Give us the call. Mm-hmm. How about yours? Three six six eight seven two nine. That's a good number. That's too. a pretty good number. Three six six eight seven two nine. Huh? That's almost like that song. Eight six seven eight, five six, three zero nine. Exactly. Which, by the way, that's a good. It's song. just a great song. I heard it the other night driving home. I love that song. I turned it up. Of course you do. I was happy to hear it. Eight six. I love that song, mm-hmm. right? As Jenny, I got your change, number. Don't change your number. Oh, no, Jen, come on. Come on, Jenny, you don't want to okay. change that. Can we go to the phones, Mike. We got Trisha waiting for us. Okay, let's do that. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Hey, Trisha, you're live with Kath and myself. Uh, happy Friday to you. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I just got out of work. Yay! Great. You guys, yeah. You guys said okay. Here's your question time. Very nice. So you're the first one in the door, Trish. What's your question? Oh wow. Um. Well, actually, it's about tithing. Okay. Oh. 
Okay. I'm yeah. So that's nothing fun that anybody wants to do on the weekend, but just curious. I mean, explain what the breakdown is on tithing, and because I'm just a little confused. Okay, the breakdown it as far as like what the biblical command is, or what the process was like, yeah. or how much. Oh yeah, kind of like how much is it? Just all you know, because everybody says ten percent. But, you know, does that include your time, your talents, or is that 10% oh. funds? Okay. That net gross? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good question, yeah, Trish. A good question. <laughs> you want me to yeah. tackle that? Oh, okay. please do. <laughs> um, well, first of all, it's a good question to ask and one that a lot of people don't ask just because they're afraid. Um, or they feel like Yeah, or embarrassed. They feel like they shouldn't know the answer. And it's, you know, you should. none of you who have this question should feel badly about that because um, it's just part of uh, – growing maturity in uh, your relationship with God. So, I mean, the biblical command uh, was given in the Old Testament uh, to the Israelites, and the tithe was 10%. But the tithe um, was not set at 10%, as in that's all you gave. It was that was your minimum contribution. Your offering. Right. That was your and And it was supposed to be your best stuff. Yeah. It was supposed to be 10% off the top of your best stuff that you were going to donate to the Lord. And that was going to um, be for the sustenance of the people. But it was also, for the most part, going to be a sign of your devotion to God and your trust in him that he would provide for you financially, that he would provide for you food-wise, and that he would uh, know your needs and he would meet them. So... um, I can't answer a question about whether what that ten percent adds up to. If that's if that includes your uh, your energy or your time or whatever, I can tell you this: the more we focus on those questions and the more we look for those answers, I think the farther away we are from understanding the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of the law is that we would give generously, even when it's scary and even when it hurts, right. and that we would trust that God's character has never changed. And if he cared for the Israelites um, when he told them that this is what they should do, then they w- he would care for us today. And I can't tell you – I mean, we, I, we've tithed, my husband and I, since we got married. Um, we've had extremely lean economic times. Um, but we've never not tithed, and I promise you there is not a single moment that God did not provide what we needed. Yeah. It's just – and I have – I have friend after friend after friend after friend who has that same testimony. That's my story as well. I, and it's not like it's some sort of, you know, magic formula. No. Or something. We're saying, you know, right. if you tithe, you know, the prosperity gospel will yeah, come your way. Yeah, we're not looking way. for that. That's not it at all. It's not like we got Cadillacs out of the deal. No, no I just think it's, a, it's faithfulness <laughs> yeah. it is. in good times right. and bad. Just as God is with us, then we should be as well. Now, but I always thought that tithing was an Old Testament command mm-hmm. and not necessarily in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So there's some wiggle room there, right? No, I don't it's think so. Man- no, I is think, it mandated? Well, I mean, it's not... I mean, is it mandated? It's what God told the people to do. Yeah. So I would say that that's a mandate. And Jesus um, commented on tithing. Right. Um, and it's something that the New Testament church, Acts tells us that the New Testament church understood it. In fact, in the second chapter of Acts, it talks about the fact that they understood it to the point where they had everything in common. They actually shared um, their food. They shared their income. They shared all of those things and supported each other. Um, I don't think that's prescriptive for all of Christian community and Christian no. living. But I do believe that the um, the idea of the tithe is just built into the universe. It is. It's just that's what God has asked us to do. And I think it's a sign that we remember that whatever we have has come from him. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I hope that helps. 
It, it does. Yeah. It just opens it up because they always say time, your, your, your time, your talents, your money. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? My last parting thing, I'll just say a little bit more um, about what I said the first time, and that is that don't get caught up in exactly how much of what thing and how much of what. Just know that your heart being willing to give back to God is what he's looking for. And the con- I think the consistency is also key. Right. And that 10% is given so that it would be a challenge to us. Yeah. And it is yeah, a challenge. Right? It's a challenge to all of us. I can't tell you how many times my husband and I have said, if we could have back the amount of my, like, like I'll get frustrated that my kitchen is so, you know, junky yeah. and that it's still not, you know, remodeled and everything. Yeah. And we always say to each other, if we wouldn't have tithed for X number of years, we could have had a new kitchen, you know, three different times, but I'll never take back the tithe for the kitchen. Yeah. I just would never, I would never, I would it. never give that up. Yeah. Thanks, Trish. Appreciate the phone call. 800-320-8255. Okay. Um, that was not a personal question, although it doesn't have to necessarily be personal. But, you know, um, right. we run the gamut. What, um, what, somebody I mean, somebody you called know, a while ago and talked about our shoe size. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I want to hear from no. that person again. No. That was disturbing. <laughs> but, you know, we've had people ask us about our, you know, denominational background, about, you know, what we were like in high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, about, you know, how we decide on who's on the show and what topics to talk about and what topics not to talk about. So whatever those things are, any of those things that are curiosities to you, um, give us a call, 800-320-8255. This is Bible League International. Word FM listeners, we're so grateful that 5,000 Bibles have been sent so far in this campaign till the whole world knows. We're in the final week and we're short of our goal of 7,000 Bibles. Why should you get involved? hear from these believers from around the world. The need for a change is through the Word of God. It is so important for the Bible, the Word of God, to be made available in whatever languages that are needed by people. People now are very open to hear the Gospel. Whoever comes our way and is able to give us a Bible, it will be better than giving us food to eat. Will you prayerfully consider becoming a Bible sender to these brothers and sisters in need? Hey, we're grateful for 5,000 Bibles, but we're short of our goal of 7,000 Bibles, and we must wrap up this week. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20. Please be as generous as you can and call 844-YES-WORD. 844-YES-WORD. 844-YES-WORD or give it wordfm.com. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new music. New New music. New music from Mercy Me. Best news ever. It's not good news. It's the best news ever. Forever on your side by Need to Breathe. Stevenson with Child in Your Arms. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Okay, this time next week is one of my favorite days because Thanksgiving will be over and it will be leftover day or leftover weekend, which is, don't you love this so much? Oh, yeah. Leftovers are the absolute greatest thing about right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I was reading something, a, a news article about um, the big uh, sort of agra producers are now including a tag with your turkey so that you can go and see where the turkey came from. Mm. They're, they're sort of touting this as, you know, a safety feature or just an item of curiosity. 
But can you imagine? I mean, it's kind of like Portlandia. I was going to say it's exactly like Portlandia. Right. Can you we, tell me a little bit more about my chicken? What was the turkey's middle name right. and the exactly. turkey's favorite color? What kind of environment did the chicken live in? So if you're going to buy a turkey, uh, we would suggest this. You buy a fresh turkey and you buy it from the spring house. Marsha, thumbs up on that. Yeah? Hi, guys. How hey. are you today? Good. How are you doing today? Good, good. Getting ready for the big week coming up. Holy smokes, this is coming fast. You must be a deluge at the spring house. Are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, we're doing okay. <laughs> Might be time for you, you to bring me flowers again, John. I'm more Good. than happy well, to, Marsha. Pick on, you up. We're planning on being there well, Wednesday, my friend. That will be so great. That always perks me up when you guys come to visit. and We'll be um, deluged with pumpkin pies and apple crumb pies and turkeys and stuffing and corn pudding and Alabama vegetable casserole mm. and all that good stuff that people can get for their Thanksgiving goodies. And so it'll be uh, it'll be an exciting and fun week. Fabulous. So it's not too late then. Is that what you're saying? People can still call the Spring House and order their turkey and their dishes, their side dishes? Yes. And we would like to take orders until Monday at noon, if that's possible. But we will, of course, have lots of extra goodies in the store, both Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for people to get for their Thanksgiving celebration. Outstanding. Okay, so look, if you're having Thanksgiving, if you're hosting Thanksgiving, then let the Spring House come alongside you because they've got turkeys, the turkeys that are whole turkeys, and also, Marsha, you can you can make a turkey as well, right? I mean, you can yes, you know, cook the turkey. Yeah, and these are fresh turkeys. These are from a local turkey farm, and um, my mom and dad will be picking them up so they won't be available till Tuesday or Wednesday because, like I said, they're fresh. But we are happy to cook it for you for a little bit of an additional charge. If you don't like your sticking your hand in that bird, and uh, we'll have it all ready. You can be just turn spin around and put it on the table. Very nice, and also cookie trays as well. Um, our regular yummy nine kinds of cookies. Yes, lots of cookies going out the door: pumpkin cookies, sour cream cookies with buttercream icing, ginger snaps, orange drops, M and M. Oh, so yummy. Very nice. Okay, so turkey, fixings, and desserts, the Springhouse has it covered. Marcia, give the Springhouse phone number, please. Sure, 724-228-3339. And you can check us out at um, springhousemarket.com. We've got our whole Thanksgiving goodies sheet on there, too, that you can check out. Very nice. Okay, so don't go crazy this Thanksgiving. Let the Springhouse handle all your work. Laurelville Camp and Retreat Center presents Fall. 600 glorious acres of turning leaves, quiet trails, and spectacular views of the Laurel Highlands. For 75 years, believers have come to Laurelville to refresh, renew, and recharge. To experience their signature hospitality. From single-family cabins to hotel-style lodging for groups up to 450. All in nearby Mount Pleasant, PA. And with Seven Springs just 30 minutes away, Now's a great time to book that winter ski retreat. Experience fall and retreat your way at laurelville.org. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers. And opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses. And see what the area's largest largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. It's time for the ride home to tell the truth. Right. Ask John and Kathy anything. What do you want to know? Where do you come from? What are your hopes and dreams? Favorite movies? Favorite food? 800-320-8255. How's the show put together? 
favorite guests, major screw-ups. Stick around. That always happens. Sure. At 800-320-8255 to tell the truth, ask us anything. And no one's calling. I mean, we had people calling before, but no one's calling right now. We've got four open phone lines. Are we on the air? Or Find we... us, 800-320-8255. However, people have joined us on the social media platforms. Have yes. They not? Mike, yes. you got somebody from Facebook? No, I got somebody from Twitter oh, okay. here. Uh, hold on while I get open my Twitter. Okay, okay this is from Jill. Uh, Jill says, hey, Kathy, have you read Messy Grace by Caleb Kaltenbaugh? What is that? I appreciated his candor and wisdom to the subject matter. Um, you know what? I have not read that book but we've had him as a guest on our show um he's a great guy and i've read he did a um like a shortened version it was kind of like a little bit of the book that he put into article form and i think it was in christianity today the book is called messy grace how a pastor with gay parents learned to love others without sacrificing conviction i gotta tell you jill i loved loved that article and he was a great guest on our show. Um, so uh, he was. Uh, we talked about his new book, newer book, maybe three months ago. But it was a couple years ago we talked about Messy Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Caleb. He's been a friend of our show. And I thank you. It's a good question. Thanks, nice. Joe. Let's go to the phones and uh, speak with Brittany. Hey, Brittany, uh, you're live on the air with Kath and myself. What's your question, please? Hi, uh, I have a personal question for you guys. So you two have been friends on the show for a while now. And I was just wondering... Um, with having known each other for so long, would you consider each other family members now? Um, like, what would you consider the status of your relationship? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, we have to fill in a little circle, like, so it can go through the electronic reader. Yeah. Status of relationship. I'll say this um, if, if I fall and break my leg, Kathy's listed as the emergency contact. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, that's how that's how close we are, really. Oh, I'm. I mean, but yeah, they could send each other houses for like you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays and birthdays. And for sure. Well, we have we have a policy that we're never getting gifts for each other. Yeah, which so, is really good. Yeah, so that's good. Um, but I, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you, John and I have never. I can't. How does this even work? We've worked together nine no, years almost 10 plus, years. and we have never had a knockdown dragout argument. No. We never have. It's good. So yeah. Oh, I mean, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we never have. We get along really well. Uh, we're super tight. Um, um, my wife and Kath's husband get along really well. Mm-hmm. There's no jealousy or competition mm-hmm. or anything weird. No. Um, we've worshipped together for years. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a really good fit. I mean, I, I don't. It's just one of those God things. Yeah. That's I just. God's yep. in the middle of all this. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We're we're pretty pretty darn tight. We're pretty tight. Yeah. Oh, that's great to know. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, Thanks Brittany. Brittany. Appreciate the phone call. Good phone call. 800-320-8255. How about, uh, hey, Joy, uh, that's a great name. You're on the air with us. What's your question, please? Thank you. Well, it's not really a question, but you guys were talking about your phone numbers growing up. Yeah. Yeah, well, when I was growing up, my parents had one phone number, and their best friends had the exact same phone number in reverse. <laughs> no way. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't tell you what it is because my parents still have that phone number. We should mount them like that. And nobody's oh, calling them. That's right. really good. Okay, so <laughs> did they have this, like, does that include area code? Well, this was before the, no, because it was still the 412. This was before 724 okay. oh, so came they, along. So they had the same number in reverse, but they lived in the same city? Yeah. That's, that's really weird. That's wacky. Yes, only a couple miles apart. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. So... <laughs> Are both couples still holding the same phone number? Do you know? My parents are, yes. Um, not that they actually answer their phone anymore, you know, because it's a landline. Right, nobody but, does. Um, 
their best friends have gone to the Lord. So, no, they don't answer their phone. And the phone number has gone right. with the Lord they as have, well. They have a new phone number. Yes. We just don't know exactly. it Exactly. Exactly. That's a great story. Thanks, Joy. That's great. Yep. Thanks, Joy. That's Appreciate really it. funny. 800-320-8255. How about uh, Debbie? You're next with us today. What's your question, please? Yes, John. I've been listening to you and Kathy for the last couple of years. Yeah. And I basically am trying to figure out what your religious denominations are, because when I listen to you, you talk so fondly growing up about being Catholic. I do. But obviously you're not Catholic any longer. I'm not, no. So when and how did that change, and what are you practicing now? Yeah, um, I'm a Presbyterian. Well, first of all, let me just say how gratified I am that you can't tell. I mean, I appreciate the fact, hopefully you can tell that we're believers in Jesus, but it's gratifying Definitely. to know that the first thing you, you don't, you know about us is not what denomination we right. belong to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, uh, I think for everyone, well, I mean, I, I would say this people of my generation, uh, it's probably what I do or what, uh, what's happened to me is not an unusual thing. Right. So I was right. raised in the Catholic church. I'm one of seven kids. My parents, you know, they made great sacrifices to put us in a Catholic school. And then like, uh, like a lot of people, whenever it came time for me to, um, be an adult, I left my religion behind. I just had no relationship with my Catholic faith. So then I moved to New York City and I met a guy who literally was, you know, an itinerant preacher and he became a friend first and then a mentor and he was non-denominational. But what he did was he, he brought me to Jesus and he showed uh-huh. me the, the, the truth in the light of Christ. And then I joined a church, which was a non-denominational church in New York City, and I was faithful there for several years, came back to Pittsburgh, got married, and then we joined the church in our neighborhood, which was a Presbyterian church. So I, I, I am Presbyterian, but I got to okay. be honest, there are many portions of me that still draw me back into, especially from a Eucharistic perspective, that wants me to be at the Catholic Church. And so from time to time, I do go back to Mass, and I'm happy to be part of that and celebrate that. Now, do I believe in Catholic theology and doctrine? No, I don't. Not to not, and I do not believe in the inerrancy of the Pope and all that. And, but I do find great comfort and strength there, like I said, especially around the Eucharist. But I am a Presbyterian. Right. Now, my kids, when I say to my kids, uh, sometimes I say to my kids, I'm going to Mass. They look at me like I've grown a forearm out of my head because they think what I'm doing is crazy. But I, I got to be honest, I think a lot of people do what I do, especially people who used to be faithful Catholics. They still find some emotional and theological strength in going back occasionally. And I, I, that, might, that might make people upset, but that's where I am. Okay. And, well, I understand. I was born and raised Catholic. I am divorced and going to be remarried. Saturday after Thanksgiving, but my heart cannot do the annulment in the Catholic Church. Right. And yet, my base is the Catholic Church because of the Eucharist. Yeah. And um, I just feel tied to the Blessed Mother in that. But, but, but truly, I could not tell where you were, and I have no idea what faith 
Kathy is. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, um, um, I first of all, but before I'm anything, I'm someone who believes in Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I was exactly. I was raised as a Presbyterian, and I still am. But I'm not a Presbyterian now because I decided I needed to be in a Presbyterian church. It was just truly happenstance that I ended up landing in a church that I love that's also a Presbyterian church. So it's an evangelical Presbyterian church, the one that I go to, um, and also the one that I grew up in. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, I appreciate that because I'm, like I said, I sometimes I hear John so, <laughs> so graciously talking about his growing up and I'm thinking, well, sounds like he really loves the Catholic Church, but what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Okay, thanks for your phone call. That's okay. good. Appreciate it. Yeah. And um, should we take a break? Are we taking a break? Okay. For those of you who are on hold, thank you so much for calling. We'll be back with you in just a couple minutes. It's the segment called... To Tell the Truth. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premiums, and even plans that pay you back. What is it people need to keep in mind? With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower copays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done. The kids are in bed. The dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day. Ah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day awe, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day awe for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. Hi, this is Tunch Ilkin on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meeting for the entire team at the mission. And it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today. Just this weekend I went to Grove City, took that 45-mile trek for me from my house up to the campus there. And I wasn't just going to visit my daughter. I was actually going to cheer the Grove City swim and dive team on in their uh, their meet against St. Vincent's, which they won because it was domination. Very nice. You know, I have to be a parent. you got to like, be a total homer. Anyway, uh, so I spent the, the afternoon there and got to hang out with my daughter, you know, my husband, and you know, we just had a really good time. But one of the things I was thinking when I was there and I've talked about this before on the air, is just the unbelievable amount of discipline it takes to be a student athlete. And I I can't even picture remembering my own academic 
life and what the day-to-day was like, being able to put a sport into it that at Grove City, if you're a swimmer, you're putting three hours a day into six days a week. You just That's what it is. If you're not willing to put three day three hours a day into your sport, and then what are you putting into your classes? And your, I mean, it's just you really have to be organized. And I've told my daughter this over and over again. I'm just – I'm really – I'm proud of her, but I'm also just – really in awe of her personal organization skills that causes that to, to for, for her to be able to succeed in that way and just really appreciate that in her because I didn't have that yeah. when I was an undergrad. But the good thing about Grove City is it's not just about discipline, though. I think that's really important there. Discipline in sports and athletics, di- you know, discipline in academics. Um, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff that goes on, too. Heck, yeah, there is. You know, um, your your education, Kath, at Pitt and mine at Point Park, certainly different than, you know, what our sons and daughters are experiencing at Grove City College. I mean, I said to my, you know, my oldest who's up at Grove City, he's a junior. I said, what are you doing on Saturday night? He goes, you know, Oh, yeah, well, there's a Fortnite festival going on right now, and he's thrilled about that. And then he said, and then tomorrow night, which was last night, we're doing the, the ramen fest. And I'm like, well, what the heck's the ramen fest? Oh, no, uh, I wasn't invited to the ramen Apparently fest. there's a group on campus that, you know, all these college kids are eating ramen noodles. But now they're, but they're doing, just all bringing their own package? No, no, no. Apparently this was <laughs> hard to believe. High-end ramen noodles. <laughs> okay. High-end. He said, you know, um, it's a yearly campus event. One of the groups hosts with pr- with proper, super high-quality ramen noodles and homemade broth flavors. Right. I mean, who doesn't I like love- that? Who doesn't? So at okay Grove City College, uh, they've got the fun. They've got the education. They've got the discipline and the work ethic. Our kids go there. Thumbs up. We love Grove City College. Look for them online, gcc.edu. Mostly cloudy skies tonight with a low right around 30 degrees. For tomorrow, we'll be staying considerably cloudy. High 41 tomorrow night. Mainly cloudy, the low again right around 30 degrees. And for Sunday, cloudy skies staying chilly with a rain or snow shower in some spots. The high for Sunday, 40 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, welcome back. It's our occasional segment called <laughs> To Tell the Truth. It should be a regular segment, except we keep forgetting to do it. Right. So it's occasional. So we take your phone calls at 800-320-8255, and you can ask us anything. It's, People have done that already today. It's called To Tell the Truth, and be, we will. Right. It can be serious. It can be ridiculous. All in the spirit of good fun. That's right. right. Uh, Any questions about the show, about us personally, about New Mike, about radio, or... Pol- or politics or whatever. No, not politics. Stay at the, keep politics. Well, out if people of want to ask a question about oh, politics, they should sake. ask us. I'd rather talk about pie so than politics. I. Okay. Uh, should we go to the phones? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Joe is on the line. Hey, Joe, uh, you're with us. Uh, what's your question, please? Hi, John and Kathy. My question is basically just two words. Holy smokes. Do you know the history or what it means? <laughs> Are you saying that because I often say that? Both the ends do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Um, I, I used to think, whenever I would say it, I mean, this was years ago, and I, I have, this is just me, pure speculation. I thought it had something to do with burnt offerings. Uh, like it was, you know, from... What? I did. You know, like, holy smokes. Like, there was something holy about the burnt offering that was given, so the smoke that arose from the burnt offering was somehow I, holy. That, that, wow, that is a really long journey. I thought really? it was just two words that sounded funny together. That might be true. 
Yeah. yeah. But Joe, do you do you have an answer for us? Is that why you're asking? Absolutely nothing. I, I, I had a complete blank, had no clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. <laughs> yeah. I think we're the only two people I know that ever say it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I never hear that from anyone else. I often think also, you know, the S may appropriate something else as well. So it might be just, you know, me not trying to swear as well. Oh, right. Right. That's what I think. Right. That could be. Yeah. Well, but, if that's what it is, then good for you. But it makes me feel good saying it. I just think it's kind of odd and funny. And I think it's funny. It just kind of pops out of my mouth now. It's second nature. Right. Thanks, Joe. Sure thing. Bye. Bye-bye. 800-320-8255. I got it. Holy smokes. Give us a call. I got a tweet from Timmy the intern. Timmy. Timmy. Yes. Okay. Uh this is for Kathy. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Timmy. Timmy. He's so Timmy, awkward. Timmy, Timmy asks, Timmy wants to know, will you go to light up night with me? Oh, Tim. Tim. It's 20 to 6. Tim, You're I got to be honest, mix, Tim. I mean. I think you'd be a little proactive. So, Timmy is uh, the intern here at Word FM. And. Um, he's been here a long time. He's been here a long time. I mean, a good 15 years. Talk about a guy. He does yeah. a lot of work and doesn't pick up a nickel. Lives in his parents' basement. He's actually an animated figure. You know, he's not an actual human. But we uh, love him. But regardless. we do love him. And uh, he does tweet to me often. Mm-hmm. God bless him. He's got a little tweet crush on uh, Timmy, I am uh, booked up tonight. And I got to be honest with you. You know, I believe you'd listen to the show often. And you probably know that I've never a single time gone to light up night. Which I really find a little disheartening. I don't mean to disappoint you guys. But your kids but, might might have missed something important, you know, in their growing up. Oh, I'm sure they missed a lot of they, things right? that were important. This is pro- right, this is just probably. one of it's them. One of those things. All, all those therapy bills come in. My mom never took me to light up night. Listen, so I'm, I'm I'll tell you what. Somehow. I'd be the first person to line up my kids for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks oh. for the uh, tweet, little Timmy. Oh. Did you ever do that? Like sometimes I would like you know like lose it in front of my kids. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, and then I think. Okay, all right. So whenever they're like 40, they're going to sit there and go, my dad, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, I'll just look under therapist in my contact <laughs> list and just send them on. Right. We have four open phone lines at 800-320-8255. We had like a flurry of phone calls. Hello. And there were not enough phone lines. And now we've got more phone lines and not enough people. I have Maybe another so- question from uh, Janine uh, from Facebook. All right. What's your favorite dessert for Thanksgiving for the both of you? Oh, come on. Give me that pumpkin pie with some whipped cream. Give that to me, please. What do you, what do you mean by whipped cream? I mean whipped cream. I don't mean Cool Whip. Okay. I mean, give me the you know the ready whip out of the can. Now that's not whipped What's cream the, either. What's the difference? It feels good to me. Well, first of all, well, it is different because it's made of different stuff and it tastes different. But that's not actual whipped cream. Right. I mean, my, whipped cream. My is wife actually, makes her own whipped cream. Oh. Actually. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, but the, the ready whip container. If I was like a millionaire, mm-hmm. I'd always have one of those in my refrigerator. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I don't like that at oh, all. Oh no, because then you go in and go. And that, you just take don't even off. tell me you put that in your mouth. Of course I do. That did. is so adolescent. No, it's not. It is. It's it's time saving. No pleasure. It's it's non hygienic. I don't even care. It's time saving pleasure is what it is. I'll be honest with you. For. That, I used to work at Polaz as a busboy, and they yeah. would say to me, run downstairs and get some butter out of the fridge. You know, they had like those gigantic industrial refrigerators. I'd run down there, get myself, um, you know, a tab of butter. I, was, I used to stick, <laughs> stick a tab of butter in my mouth and then put some <gasps> Ready Whip in my mouth. Oh, my And I'd gosh. run back upstairs. Polaz out of business. Yeah. I'm just saying. And you might have cardiovascular disease. <laughs> so good about it. 800-320-8255. Okay, let's go to the phones. Hey, Brandon, uh, you're next with us. What's your question, please? 
Johnny and Kath, hey, great job, guys. Love the show, man. Thanks for keeping radio relevant. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. We love you back. Hey. Very nice. Oh, right on, man. Hey, you know, guys, so I'm a, like an amateur podcaster. I actually have a Christian school. We do a podcast. Yeah. I just know the amount of work that you guys are putting into things like interviews and stuff, man. And I know sometimes, um, you know, the more seamless it seems, the more work's been into it. But, like, could you just walk me through your process a little bit with a guest? I mean, how are you planning your questions? How much is organic versus planned? And just go with it. Because I know it, like, just sometimes looks so natural, but I know there's a ton of work into it. It's never Thank natural. You, inside of your guys' brains, man. I'd love to know. Yeah, the Brandon, that's a really good question. Thanks Thank you so much. And very, very little of it is natural, I'll, I think. Sure. I think our rapport is natural. Um, and, you know, the stories we share, ridiculous things about our lives, whatever, that's natural. But as far as, like, preparing for guests and topics, I mean, John is the mastermind behind the show. So, John, you talk about how you – Well, I, with the process. I won't say – I won't take that because uh, this is a group effort here. I mean, we've been doing this for a decade. So, like anything, Brandon, when you love something, it becomes something that's a passion. And so it sort of has overtaken both of our lives for better or worse. We try to set up, a, you know, boundaries around that. But the fact of the matter is, because the, because the iPhone, the smartphone, has become such an integral tool – we are we're always in show prep mode. I mean, always. Yeah, right. So we're always reading articles. We're always looking for interesting people, yeah. interesting ideas, you right. know, news topics that people are tweeting about or blogging about or you know talking about on radio or TV or something like right. that. Right. So we go home, have dinner, hang out with our family for a little bit, but then Kath and I are you know back and forth as the evening goes on. First thing in the morning, you know, I'm checking news feeds and I'm also looking at the the major places we go to for stories. You know, we have, you know, um, places like anybody has that we rely on. We think that's a that's a good source. And so I'm going to go there often. I bet you I've got 10 or 15 of those just off the top of my head where I go. Oh, I know. I know excellent quality people hang out there. Plus Twitter. We've got great relationships with a lot of writers on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of great minds. That makes it so easy. I often think about this. I remember I was in high school. And one of my uh, history teachers, her husband was a guy named Ted Payne. And Ted Payne was a talk show host at KDKA. And this was like in, in the 70s. To do a talk show at, in that era required a massive brain. Because they didn't have, of course, the resources we've available to us. Not now, oh, you know, yeah, the, yeah, at the yeah. click of a mouse, I'm already, you know, I've got information that I need. So those old school guys, kudos to them. But the work that it's done here is constant. It really just comes from, you know, what's going on, what I think is topical or in my head that's necessary to talk about, whether it's prayer or, you know, grace or forgiveness. You know, we have basic themes that run through the Christian life that we can always, you know, go back and relate to. And then we dig down deep and, you know, sort of take those little sort of sidebars along mm-hmm. the conversation that are also valuable for us. But it's just a constant mix, and yeah. it's like a, it's like a menu we've created for a, for you know a nice meal every yeah, day. Yeah, I think it's also important to say though that from the very beginning, John and I decided that we were going to talk about scary things, and by scary, I don't mean like horror movies. I mean topics sure. that are difficult, um, things that are theologically dicey, um, things that are socially difficult, things that are politically angsty. Um, and you want to talk to as many people as possible. Right. I mean, I remember years ago, management said to us, you know, they said, name some people groups. And so, you know, soccer moms, you know, Wall Street executives. Millennials, st- college students. Right. You know, and right. we just threw a bunch of stuff up there. And then he said, okay, so who do you want to talk to? 
And I remember someone in the room said, well, I'll talk to that person and that person and that person. And, and the management was like, no, man, you need to talk to everybody about everything because God is all over that. So please do that. And so we took that up and made it serious. And hopefully that's what we're trying to do on a regular basis. And it works. Yeah. Uh, so hard to do, man. And it's hard to do well, but you guys, you know, seriously, in the world of podcasting, in the world of, like, access to everything, it's really tough uh, playing the radio game. And you guys, I, I tell my friends all the time, you guys do a really great job. Thanks, Brandon. You know, being, being valuable to listen to. So, hey, man, kudos, blessings to you guys. Thank you. the good work, man, seriously. Very nice. Really appreciate Thank the you. phone call. Yeah. 800-320-8255. We're going to take a quick break. Stick around. 1.5 WORD. The top five answers are on the board to this question. Name a common excuse or reason that people give for not believing the Bible. That's Pastor James McDonald from Walk in the Word Radio. I have my own source of truth. To read more about his answer, download a free digital copy of God Wrote a Book. Pastor James clarifies the misconceptions that surround the infallibility, reliability, and historicity of the Bible. God Wrote a Book, yours free now. When you go to wordfm.com slash book. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate. And if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, It's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as the mediator for that executor to understand the law. We sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court, and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help. Visit ContiLawPGH.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list. From annual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories, lift kits, weather tech floor liners, tonneau covers, electronics, wheels and accessories, and more. Heard of Drone Mobile? Use your smartphone to control, secure, and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world. Don't know what to get? Get a gift card. For an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts, visit Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville at extremetruck.net. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average, schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. A lot of times people do the cleaning on their own. And in reality, all they're doing is making it worse. Greg Hybert, independent local owner of Sears Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. While we're doing a two-step process, we're going to pre-spray first, which brings all the dirt up to the surface. And then we clean and then we rinse so we don't leave a residue in your carpet. It's dry overnight and you can actually use it right away and it's completely safe for kids and pets. Call 412-821-5200. Satisfaction guaranteed. 412-821-5200. The day after Thanksgiving, Feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. 
It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org. It's to tell the truth. Yes, our semi-regular, kind of once-in-a-while segment. Right, which we should have regularly and then forget. Right, we always do forget. Okay, so we've been taking your phone calls. This is a first, this is interesting. The first time ever, I think, that social media has overtaken phone calls as far as questions. Yeah, I know. that must Maybe that's a sign. Anyway, phone lines are open at 800-320-8255. I've got four lines open, okay. but we're also hearing from people on Twitter and Facebook. All right, Mike, hit yeah, it. Yeah, we got this question from Sarah. We have a fashion rule question. Fashion nice. rule. So this is for you, John. Hey, okay. All right. Very nice. She wants to know, what's more in style as far as ties go? Is it the bow tie, the regular tie, or the skinny tie? You mean in style right now, for or, yes. or just for me in general? Well, I think she. I think you should answer both. Okay. What you think is more in style now, and what what is best for you personally? Well, I think the regular tie, you know, just sort of the standard long straight tie, it never goes out of style, right? Mm-hmm. That's been sort of de rigueur since mm-hmm. what you know the nineteen twenties or so, probably. Um, the skinny tie, that's a very specific trend, isn't it? It is. Um, I, I don't. I, I, I once sort of, you know, lusted after the skinny tie, a Winkies skinny tie, but that's a whole other story. Right, but that wasn't really a skinny tie. That was a string, string tie, tie, which is different. Right. Uh, I have I've worn skinny ties. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, bow ties. <laughs> bow ties are not my cup of tea. Although mm-hmm. I do appreciate, the, you know, the guys who do wear the. Bow I love ties. them. I love to look at them. Yeah. I mean, I I think you know to to wear a bow tie. Now this is just my observation. <laughs> <laughs> that you need a skinny neck to wear a bow tie. I think when you see guys with big fat necks wearing a bow tie, it looks a little comical. Okay. That's all I'm I saying. I hadn't thought of that, but... I'm, I, my neck size is 17 and a half, so I'm not going to wear a bow tie. Because right. it looks a little, like, you know, Dumbo-ish. Hey, this is John Hall's Fashion Rules. Thanks for playing along today. Oh, we got a phone call? Okay, let's go to the phones. Megan, uh, you're with us today. How are you doing, Meg? I'm doing well. Yourself? Good. We can't complain. What's your question for us? Good. No, I'm just uh, confirming that this is Ask John and Kathy Anything. It is. Hit it. Oh, no. Okay, not just about Matt. Okay. Okay. Do you folks truly enjoy, and this is a terrible question, and I'm really putting you on the spot. Here we go. Okay. Do you really enjoy, truly, contemporary praise music? Whoa. Wait. A minute. What are you saying? Now you're saying uh, c- contemporary praise. You mean you mean the thing that would be like the standard of K love, that that sort of thing. Uh, correct, or what's played on Word FM on the weekend? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I will take it in um, certain artists in certain doses. Oh, it's not my main feed of music. If someone right. says, "Hey, what's your favorite music?" It's not going to be that. But I do appreciate people who produce that. Um, I know I've been to a lot of great concerts where there's yes, been a lot have. of praise. And, and we've met a, and I'll be honest with you, I've gone to a lot of concerts, um, that were performed by musicians whose music I did not like. But love them. And I ended up loving them. Yeah. It's, I, it's just not my, like my kids grew up on it and they loved it. And I, believe me, I'm thrilled that my kids grew up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not me. Yeah. Mike, if, Kathy, is it you? Okay. No, if I, I mean, if I listen to music, I listen to, 
I really like R&B. That's my favorite kind of music. And I don't mean current R&B. I mean more like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Gladys Knight, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like that's, if I'm going to, or I also love great Southern singers. Like I really love Mark Broussard. Um, I very much, I love Chris Stapleton. Okay, so but when you listen to contemporary Christian music, I oftentimes find that I, I, I fall into worship. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. Okay. I think the, the contemporary worship music is wonderful for people to sing together in worship in church. Mm-hmm. And As for me, to hymns? yeah, no, no, no. I, I just, hymns. in addition to hymns, no, no, no. I just in mean addition. for me, often if I'm listening to it on my own, it falls flat for me. Um, maybe that's because I have a background in music and I just don't like the production of a lot of it. I find it oftentimes formulaic. Yeah. And, and, I, and I resist that. But I don't, but I have no problem with that when I'm in worship singing with hundreds of other people. So right. I think it has a, I think it has a particular place that I love. Yeah. That's a good point. What, what, what's Meg, what about you? What's, what's your take on it? Not a fan of it. Okay. Um, I feel like the mostly the intentions behind it are good. Yeah. But I feel like you know when the Lord hears it, he he views it as his children's macaroni art, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to high church music. No, that's kind of harsh, Meg. That's it. <laughs> it's really hard. And, but you know, but okay, but even macaroni Lord, art, but, right? Macaroni art has its place, doesn't it? It it does. Yeah. You're All right. That's right. a good question. Thanks, Meg. Very much. Take a break. Come back. Uh, it's to tell the truth. Ask John and Kathy anything. We've got time. For, do we have time for one more question? Oh, no, we don't. The show's not over. But we're going to just take a break for a minute. What, we're going to muse at the end? What, I'm going to muse. We're going to reflect upon this journey. That I'm already on? reflecting on the journey. All right. Stay with us. We'll do the same. Hi, this is Tunch Ilkin on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meeting for the entire team at the mission. And it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God, one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. All right, so it's is it the Christmas season? Is that the deal now? It doesn't seem like it is till the day after Thanksgiving. Right. But, you know, it seems like maybe also I'm wrong. The commercial and civic authorities have deemed light-up night, so I, this is the kickoff in some way. Right. Thank you to all of you who called in and, yes. and Facebooked and tweeted Tweet. and such. Um, just got a question from Brian that i got to be honest with you, Brian, we don't have enough time to answer. We have seconds. Um, so the conversation does continue. Yeah, the conversation continues. Find us on Facebook or Twitter, and we'd be happy to answer your questions, as many as we can get to. Um, and 
It's always great to talk to our listening audience. Sure does. I remember years ago, uh, management said, you know, you should be careful about taking phone calls because, you know, people are like little, uh, little uh, crazy out there. But we were like, what? And oftentimes when we get off the phone, when we do the show, the reflection of you listening to us makes us feel good about what's being produced and said. Because if you're listening and sticking around with us, we and think if you're we're that, doing something and if you're, right. If you're that intelligent and that reasonable, we dig it. then we love that. We sure do. That's really great. So it's a great encouragement to us that you're there for us. We do not take this for granted at all. With Jesus in the middle. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.